and welcome back to Your Brain Uncovered. Today in episode 5, we'll be discussing what is love and is it all in the mind? We're going to be looking at the science behind romance, from the brain chemicals that make a swoon to how to know when you've met the one. I'd like to start off by mentioning um, a story about a temple. It stands in the middle of the jungles of Guatemala. It was built by the grandest son king of the grandest city-state, of the grandest civilization of the Americas, the Mayas. His name was Jasau Shan Kawai. He stood over six feet tall, he lived into his 80s, and he was buried beneath his monument. And Mayan inscriptions proclaim that he was deeply in love with his wife, so he built a temple in her honor, facing his. In every spring and autumn, the sun would rise behind his temple and perfectly bathe her temple with his shadow. And as the sun sets behind her temple in the afternoon, it perfectly bathes his temple with her shadow. After a thousand three hundred years, these two lovers still touch and kiss from their tongue. Around the world, people love. They sing for love. They dance for love. They compose poems and stories about love. They tell myths and legends and they pine for love. They live for love. They kill for it and they die for it. As Walt Whitman once said, Oh, I would stake all for you. Anthropologists have found evidence of romantic love in 170 societies. And yet, they've never found a society that didn't have it. But love isn't always a happy experience. In one study of college students, they were asked a lot of questions about love. But the two that stood out the most were, Have you ever been rejected by somebody who you really loved? And the second question was, Have you ever been dumped by somebody who really loved you? And almost 95% of both women and men said yes to both. Almost nobody gets out of love alive. Now before I dive into the total eclipse of the brain to love, I'd like to recite to you one of the most powerful poems on earth. It was written by an Indian of southern Alaska to a missionary in 1896. She still remains anonymous. So, let's begin. Fire runs through my body with the pain of loving you. Pain runs through my body with the fires of my love for you. Pain like a boil about to burst with my love for you. Consumed by fire with my love for you. I remember what you said to me. I am thinking of your love for me. I am torn by your love for me. Pain and more pain. Where are you going with my love? I am told you will go from here. I am told you will leave me here. My body is numb with grief. Remember what I said? Goodbye, my love. Goodbye. Emily Dickinson once said, Parting is all we need to know of hell. How many people have suffered in all the millions of years of human evolution? How many people around the world are dancing with elation at this very moment? Romantic love is one of the most powerful sensations on earth. Alright, so anyways, let's get back to the research. So, we do crave romantic love like nothing else. We'll make unimaginable sacrifices for it, and we can take it from a state of ecstasy to deepest despair. But what's going on inside our heads when we fall in love? The American anthropologist Helen Fisher, Fisher describes the obsessive attachment we experience in love as someone camping out in your head. In a groundbreaking experiment, Fisher and colleagues at Stony Brook University in New York State put 37 people who were madly in love into an MRI scanner. Their work showed that romantic love causes a surge of activity in brain areas that are rich in dopamine, the brain's feel-good chemical. These include the caudate nucleus, part of the reward system, 
and an ancient brain called area called, called the ventral tegmental area, or VTA. The VTA is a part of the reptilian core of the brain, associated with wanting, motivation, focus, and craving. Now, Fisher said in a 2014 talk that similar brain areas do light up during the rush of euphoria after taking cocaine. During the early stages of love, the emotional excitement, or some might say stress, raises the body's cortisol levels, causing a heart racing heart rate, butterflies in our stomach, and unconventionally sweaty palms. Um, other chemicals in play are oxytocin, which deepen our feelings of attachment, and vasopressin, which has been linked to trust, empathy, and sexual monogamy. Several other research studies have also found that there is activity in brain regions associated with deep attachment to another individual. No wonder why people suffer around the world and we have so many crimes of passion. When you've been rejected in love, not only are you engulfed with feelings of romantic love, but you're feeling deep attachment to this individual. Moreover, this brain circuit of reward is working, and you're feeling intense energy and intense focus, intense motivation and the willingness to risk it all, to win life's greatest price. So what have we learned from all these experiments? Foremost, we've came to the conclusion that romantic love is a drive, a basic mating drive, not the sex drive. The sex drive gets you looking for a whole range of partners. Romantic love, on the other hand, enables you to focus your mating energy on just one at a time. Conserve your mating energy and start the mating process with this single individual. I think of all the poetry that I've read about romantic love, and what sums it up the best actually came from Plateau over 2,000 years ago. He said, The god of love lives in a state of need. It is a need. It is an urge. It is a homeostatic imbalance. Like hunger and thirst, it's almost impossible to stamp it out. I've also come to believe that romantic love is an addiction. A perfectly wonderful addiction when it's going well, and a perfectly horrible addiction when it's going poorly. And indeed, it has all the characteristics of addiction. You focus on the person, you obsessively think about them, you crave them, you distort reality, your willingness to take enormous risks to win the person, and it's got the three main characteristics of addiction. Tolerance, you need to see them more, and more, and more. Withdrawals, and last, relapse. That's quite unfortunate. How about we look at animals' love? There's not an animal in the world that will copulate with anything that comes along. Too old, too young, too scruffy, too stupid, they won't do it. Unless you're stuck in a laboratory cage, I mean, that's another case. There are over eight words for what they say call or call animal favoritism. They have selective prospectivity, mate choice, female choice, sexual choice. And indeed, there are now three academic articles in which they've looked at this attraction, which may only last for a second, but it's a definite attraction. that yeah there are many questions left unanswered about love if we were to do a meta-analysis study combining all the research done on romantic love we'd come to a general conclusion that well for many reasons people tend to fall in love with someone that's from the same socioeconomic background same general level of intelligence of good looks or at least the same religious values now your childhood certainly plays a role but nobody knows how and um, unfortunately that's that's about it that's all they know uh, and a final statement would be that love is in us. It's deeply embedded in the brain. 
and our challenge here is just to understand each other. Now that's all I have to give you about your brain on love. Good luck with that. Thank you.